Mully and Hall. Live and local, Chicago sports talk for your morning on 670 The Score. I think everybody on our team should be striving for a starting job, and if you're not, then there's no reason for you to be here. Of course, I'm going to do everything that I can to, you know, get that starting job, and it's not up to me. You know, Coach Nagy, he has a set plan on, you know, my development and, and, and stuff like that, but I'm just going to, you know, work hard and keep my head down and just keep grinding it out every day. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. That's Justin Fields, and uh, and he is the new quarterback for the Chicago Bears, freshly Drafted fresh off the mini camp, and uh, and the man with the plan, Matt Nagy himself, he joins us on the score hotline. Brought to you by Alpamani Nissan, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Matt, good morning. How are you? Good. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Well, it's a delight to talk to you. We really appreciate you coming on with us, and and it's obviously a a, a great time. For Bear fans, I mean, we talked about this. There was a kind of lack of buzz with the team, and then you guys go and make a huge move in the draft, and you bring in a kid that those of us that follow Ohio State, as I have my whole life, I mean, this is a special player. I I, um, I was amazed you got him, and uh, I bet your plan is already in place, Matt. You must be You must be tinkering and going through the playlist and all the rest of it. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think it's it's always an exciting time every time you head into the uh, the draft. You never know where which way it's going to go, and I, that that's the what if game for all of us. But you got to be prepared, and I think that's where with with Ryan and and all his personnel guys and heads of the departments there, um, they they really work hard at making sure that we have a great plan. And so when we headed into the um, you know round one, you don't know, but you can. I think there was a story out there a little bit from from Ryan in regards to how things went down that night of the draft and how we ended up getting Justin. And there was just a lot of pure excitement because uh, when you get a player of his caliber at the quarterback position and everybody in this building was convicted on who he was as a player and who he is as a person, that's what it's all about inevitably. So um, now it's our job as coaches to develop these guys and make sure that we're doing everything we can to get that plan that you were just talking about to make him the best quarterback and the rest of these players in this draft class the best players so that it ultimately helps the Chicago Bears out. And now, Coach, you know everybody's fixated on the timetable. When are you going to see Justin Fields? When is he going to start? <laughs> and, you know, you did go through yeah. this in 2017 with the Chiefs. You did have Patrick Mahomes as a rookie who didn't start until the end of that season. But Alex Smith was playing at a Pro Bowl level, and he was coming off a Pro Bowl season. Andy Dalton isn't. How are those situations similar, and how are they different? Yeah, that's a really good question because there's a lot of fairness to both of that. So, you know, the, the, the first thing that we all talk about or that you, people have heard me say and others have mentioned is because of my connection in Kansas City and me being in that quarterback room every single day from the day after the draft to rookie camp to the last game of the, of the, uh, when we played the Tennessee Titans in the playoff game, I got to see that relationship grow and build and the trust that was earned between Alex and Patrick that whole entire season. I heard every discussion. I was a part of, you know, you know, every meeting. And, and so I think a lot of times when we talk about the, the similarities of what that was like, there's a lot more than just who played all year long and who started and who did this and who did that. There's a lot more to it. And I think 
the, the trust that was earned from Patrick to Alex throughout the year and vice versa was pretty cool to see. That's kind of where we're at and what we're looking for. The, the difference is, like you guys are saying, is that for sure Alex was he, – he was a teammate to a lot of players on those Chiefs teams for, for four years, and we were heading into the fifth year there. And so that part was different versus Andy. Andy's coming in um, right now, and he's learning who these guys are. So for sure it's different in, in that way. But where it is similar, uh, again, also, is that they both have, have, you know, Andy's been in the league nine to ten years now. He's played a lot of games. He's seen a lot of different defenses. He's been to the Pro Bowl. That's the first time I met him was in the Pro Bowl. And, and so there's an experience level there, too, to help Justin grow along with Nick. So there, there's so many ways that this thing can go, and the way that we want it to go is, is with our own plan of how we want to do that. we got great coaches with deep coach – Coach Flip and Coach Laser, and and then the quarterback room. So um, we're going to make it our own way, but that's just a parallel of what we went through and what I went through in Kansas City. You know, it, it's fascinating to see you as a play caller. I know that means so much to you, and I know we we got a chance to see you in your room at home, where you literally have wallpapered it with uh, with what <laughs> we what we call your BU sheets. Because uh, the, you have those, uh, you're holding those laminated sheets up with the BU on it, and everybody is picked up on it. Um, what, what can you tell us about the process of giving up play calling and then deciding to go back with it? How, how, why, why are you back as the primary play caller? What uh, changed for you? Yeah, so every year is a little bit different, and you know, I've I've had a lot of different discussions with other coaches and play callers in the league over the years of situations that they've been through and, and ways that they've handled it. And, you know, I think that um, uh, last year with where we were offensively and some of the things that we were struggling with, I, I always want to make sure, you know, am I doing my job to make sure that I'm putting these players in the best position possible? And, and last year at that point in time, it just really felt like that it was, we, we needed a change up and, um, we didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I know it can be a big deal, but at the same point in time, um, a lot of the plays are, are the same, but it's just a matter of, you know, just, just sometimes just a, a different pitcher, right? Like in baseball and, and that's okay. But, um, you know, now getting into this year, uh, that's, that's, that was, that's motivating for me for going through that last year, you know, as an own personal uh, coach and somebody that's been through what I've been through the last three years here in Chicago, um, that's a challenge to me to be better and to make sure that I'm adapting and doing everything I can um, with our players to make them the best players they can be. And so I'm really excited for that part. I, I, uh, I take advice from other coaches of, of when they've given it up and, and taken it back. And that's kind of what I'm relying on and I'm looking forward to it. So, Matt, we hear all the time about how a quarterback fits into your specific scheme and whether or not Mitch was a good fit or whatever quarterback is a good fit. Nick Foles is here because of his knowledge and, and background in the offense. When you have somebody with Justin Fields, just athleticism and immense talent and potential, how much do you, as, as the guy who, you know, whose scheme it is, who calls the plays, who, who shapes the game plans, how much do you have to tailor your game plans and your philosophy around his skill set and maybe not be as rigid or as structured as you, as you are used to being, or, or are you going to take the same approach? No, no, for sure. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna adapt to to each of these quarterbacks. And so, uh, your question was about Justin. I think um, it's very very important that we put Justin in positions um, 
you know, play wise to things that he's done in his past that he feels very comfortable with. When you watch the plays that he ran at Ohio State, there's a lot of similarities. You know, Coach Day has been in a lot of different college offenses, and he's also did it in Philadelphia and in San Francisco as a quarterback coach. So he knows the NFL game and the NFL concept. So sometimes it's just language and it's how you teach the play. But um, for us, for all three of these guys, these quarterbacks, we're going to adapt to what they do best. It's the same thing with Andy, right? Andy's been in a lot of different offenses. And so what are things that he does well? If there's a concept or play that, that these guys don't like or don't feel that we run in this offense, that they say, you know what, coach, I don't like that, man. That doesn't fit what we do or what I, how I like to see the play. Then we're going to bag it. We're going to get rid of it. Um, we've done that in the past. The last three years, we've taken some concepts um, even even with Mitchell, you know, going back to North Carolina, some things that he did at North Carolina just to make him feel comfortable. And I think that's very important. And if, if we're being stubborn as coaches and saying you got to, as a quarterback, make this play work because it's worked in the past, that's not fair. And, and so we're going to make sure that each of these guys have an equal opportunity to, to excel at what they do best. And it's our job as coaches to make sure that we listen to them. Matt, we've uh, we've heard you say that everybody will know when it's time for Justin Fields to uh, get under center. Uh, what is that for you? I mean, is it is it you quizzing him on the offense and him having all the answers? Is it is it the way he looks as he runs the team? I mean, can you define what it is that you're looking for so the rest of us will know when we see it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say it's more, it, it's 100% more of what's happening on the field because there's a lot of players that can get it right in the classroom. And then the second you get down on the field and things are, are, are down there on field level, it, it changes. And um, so plays got to be made, right? We got to be able to see the execution from all three of these quarterbacks, um, from all of them on the field. And, and that's where um, when like for anybody that walks out on the practice field or a preseason game and, and watches, you just know, you feel it, you see it. Uh, it's something that you just feel like, okay, yeah, they're, they're doing this really well or they're really struggling. And so that's where um, there's such a growth process to all of these guys. I mean, we're sitting here talking about Justin as a rookie and him learning this offense and what he's doing. Well, it's the same thing for Andy Dalton. He's, he's still learning too. He doesn't know the timing of any of these wide receivers. He doesn't know the, the, the footwork of the running backs and the, the communication with the O-line. So that's why this offseason will be really integral and important to make sure that um, they're, they're taking this on and learning. But getting back to your original question, um, I wish I could have a, a better answer other than you just know, you see it, you feel it, and whoever makes the Bears the best uh, team because of what you do at your position, that's what we're going to go with. So, Matt, everybody watched the Super Bowl. They saw how the Bucks attacked the Chiefs' offense. They attacked the edges. And I just wonder that you watch the Super Bowl and you see how that offense was vulnerable, even with Patrick Mahomes because of its tackles. And then you go out and you draft your future left tackle. And you get another guy in the fifth round in Larry Borum who could be a future fixture at right tackle. Is that by a coincidence or by design? <laughs> um, no, I, I would say that uh, it was definitely an emphasis for us with, with Ryan and what, we, what we've talked about in regards to making sure that it's very, very important as we go into this thing to, to try to have some emphasis with the offensive line. And again, you, you don't really know how it's going to fall on draft day. And you, you have guys that you target, you have guys that you like, you have backup contingency plans that you want to go after. And 
Um, going into this thing, you know, we, there was, we, we all felt really good about both Tevin and Larry. And so now uh, having them and getting them in Juan Castilla's hands and Donnie Rayola to really develop them and teach them how to do what their techniques and fundamentals are um, this offseason and training camp will be really big as it is for all of them. But yeah, that, that was an emphasis, uh, O-line and, and making sure that um, we, we, uh, we go that direction. And so we were satisfied coming out of that in the draft. Matt, do you believe you're a better football team right now than you were at the end of last year? I do. I do. And, and that's every year's different. But for us right now, that's our job. The second the season ends is to make sure that we do um, our, our jobs as, as with Ryan as a general manager, his personnel side, and then myself as the head coach and our coaching staff. All right. Where, where, where can we get better? Like where, what can we do different and what do we need to do the same? And, and it always starts with the off season scheme evaluation. And obviously um, with coach Pagano's retirement and bringing in uh, Sean, the a new defensive coordinator, that part right there uh, is, is super exciting for Sean to be able to show what he can do. He's been waiting so long for this opportunity. Now he has it. And just to see what he's been able to do uh, in this short period of time, very, very organized, very committed. He's obsessed. The guys are excited. And so that part's going to be great too. Um, and then, you know, player acquisition wise and, you know, through free agency and some of the guys we got offensively, defensively, we feel like we got more depth probably now than we've had in the last three years. Depth creates competition. And, and ultimately when you have competition, you have to have, make some tough cuts in training camp but it makes you a better team. So let's do our job as coaches. The players do their job as players. Let's put this thing together and let's go out and win football games. Matt, last week your receivers coach, Mike Furry, said about Anthony Miller publicly, we don't need you, or at least that was the message that seemed to be sent. You wanted to clarify those comments over the weekend. Where does the team stand with Anthony Miller and how safe is his roster spot? Yeah, so I think it's – and I'm glad you're asking that question because, you know – for, for Coach Furry, you know, we, we discussed that, and that's not what he was trying to, to say at all. Matter of fact, it was the other way. It was the fact that there's so much depth at the wide receiver position, and we've had some really, really good discussions with Anthony um, re- recently in the last couple weeks that have been extremely healthy. Anthony has done everything we've asked him to do up to this point, and he's really, really eager to get out here and compete. He's one of the most competitive players I've ever been around. Uh, he understands that there's some parts in his game that he needs to get a little better at, but we also understand too on our end that we need to be able to help him out as much as possible. So um, that comment last week was was not an indictment on Anti Miller at all. It was that we have a lot of depth, and everybody knows that when you all show up here in, in OTAs and training camp, get ready because we're going full speed and we're we're like everybody needs to dot their eyes and cross their t's, be extremely detailed. Um, and, and really just everything's open. Let's go compete and, uh, and may the best man win. We look at your team and we wonder sometimes if the timeline is correct. In other words, as the offense improves, will the defense take a step back? It's been a great defense here for a number of years, but there are aging veterans on that side of the ball. And, and you just wonder how that will connect. Is it, are you shifting from more to more of an offensive team? Are you still going to be, a great defensive team, and how will those two areas complement each other? For sure. I think um, for us as a team, 
one of the, the biggest things that we can do is come out of the training camp and make sure that defensively and offensively very early on that we have an identity on, on both sides. And then the same thing with special teams because special teams can win and lose you a lot of games. So we want to make sure that what's our identity heading into training camp and then do we follow up with it early on in the season? Right now, we do have a very good mix of veterans and young guys on, on the defensive side of the ball. And I think offensively, uh, you can feel more of a youth movement on the offensive side. So um, as you go through these drafts that Ryan and I have been together now, um, you know, with this being our fourth draft, I think you can see that there, you know, Ryan's done a really good job of making sure that we create some depth that in, in, uh, in different positions on, on offense. And you got a guy like Jalen Johnson holding down one corner. You know, you got a Roquan Smith in the middle. You got Bilal Nichols that's young. You got Darnell Mooney as a wide receiver, Cole Komet, David Montgomery, you know, your offensive line. And the list goes on and on with the, with the, the one to two year, three year guys that I think is awesome. But then you have a nice mix of your vets too, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, along with, um, on the offense, you got your Jimmy Grahams and, and, and your Andy Dalton and your offensive lineman like Cody Whitehair, Allen Robinson. I mean, it's, it's across the board. So I feel like we're in a really good spot right now to put this thing together and do a lot of good things. And that's, that's why we're, um, you know, very excited to get rolling here and, and, you know, that we have this opportunity sitting in front of us and really looking forward to the season. Matt, thanks a ton. You know, I, I think speaking for both of us, I think we're delighted that you have your guy as the quarterback, and we're going to get get to watch the offense that you've had in mind all along, and and hopefully we uh, we get to see that uh, for the Chicago Bears. Should be fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, keep this thing going, man. But appreciate y'all. All thanks, right, coach. Thank you, coach. That's Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and and you know I say that sincerely. Like we've. I want this guy to succeed and I want to see what he can do. And I hated the idea that he'd be out of here before we figured out what he could do. It's this is finally him putting together his offense. So yeah, I get it. That comes with a certain amount of responsibility, David, but, uh, but at least we get a chance to see a guy try to show his expertise. I think Justin Fields could make Matt Nagy look pretty smart. 